Has the Fed succeeded at quelling inflation or not? Hello, fellow risk taker, and welcome to my worst investment ever, stories of loss to keep you winning. In our community, we know that to win in investing, you must take risk, but to win big, you've got to reduce it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm on a mission to help 1 million people reduce risk in their lives. To join me, go to myworstinvestmentever.com and sign up for my weekly Become a Better Investor newsletter where I share how to reduce risk and create, grow, and protect your wealth. Fellow risk takers, this is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stotts from A. Stotts Academy. And today, I want to share with you some research I've been working on. The title of today's discussion is Bond Yields Are Showing the Fed Has Won Its Battle Against Inflation. So I want to ask you the question, what do you think? Has the Fed succeeded at quelling inflation or not? Well, that's what I'm going to try to address here in this presentation. Remember, you can download this slide deck by just going to myworstinvestmentever.com and clicking on the button that says, get the PDF. It's right there up front. So this is in fact, 126 pages of PowerPoint. So what I've got in here is charts of interest rates across the world. Let's start with short-term rates, and then we're going to look at long-term rates. Across the whole world, if we were to weight the interest rates by GDP, what we would find is that GDP across the world is about 88 trillion US dollars. And the three-month government bond rate is about 5% when weighted by GDP. And what we can see is that developed markets have a GDP of about $52 trillion and emerging markets about $36 trillion. Developed markets have a 3.3% interest rate right now on a three-month government bond rate and emerging markets have about 74 So if we look at this in a little bit more detail, what we can see is that emerging markets don't have reserve currency status unlike developed markets. They've never benefited from zero rates. What I mean by that is if we take a country like Thailand as an example, what we're going to find is that if the Thai government had decided to print a lot of Thai bot to then take that money and pay out to their citizens during the time of COVID, the market would have punished the Thai bot in the free market and devalued it in most cases. Now that didn't happen with the US dollar because the US dollar is the ultimate reserve currency. They can print as much as they want. And for right now, it hasn't been causing a major consequence. So I pulled up a chart showing the three month government bond yields of the world, developed markets and emerging markets. What do we find? Over the past 12 months, the world average three month government bond rate rose from 1.7 to 5%. That 3.3 percentage point rise highlights the rising interest rate environment we've been living through. So in the developed markets, three-month rates rose from zero to 12 months ago, that was before the start of the Ukraine war, to 3.3 percent. Despite this strong rise, developed markets interest rates remain at about 1.7 percentage points discount to the world, and meaning that emerging markets were rising equally fast. So let's look at emerging markets for a moment. Over the past year, three-month rates rose from an already high 4.3% to 7.4%. That's up 3.1 percentage points or double the rate that developed markets are up. And it's a 2.4 percentage point premium to the world average. Rates are high and have been rising, of course, in emerging markets. Now, 
If we look at long-term government bond rates, we can see that in the world, long-term bond rates, 10-year bond rates are about 4%. And that shows you the inversion of the yield curve that's happening. And developed markets about 2.9 and emerging markets about 5.6. Let's look at this in a little bit more detail. For developed market 10-year yield, the interesting thing is that it's starting to fall. In the month of January, the 10-year bond yield rose, or fell slightly in the U.S. or in the developed markets. And basically, that's telling us that the market is anticipating lower inflation. So long-term interest rates rose from 2.8% 12 months ago to 4% today. That's a 1.2 percentage point rise. Developed markets saw a year-on-year interest rate rise from 1.2% to 2.9, up 1.7 percentage points. That's still a pretty low number when you compare it to the, the emerging markets, but the developed markets discount to world interest rates rose from negative 1.6 percentage points to negative 1.1. So it's closing the gap with the global average. And emerging markets had a small rise from 5.1 to 5.6 year on year. That's just a half a percentage point rise. I find that kind of interesting. We still see the emerging market premium to the world fell, but they're still at a premium. Previously, Interest rates in emerging markets were 2.4 percentage points above the global average. Now it's down to 1.6, but still a premium. And what you can see from this chart, which I'm showing on slide 14, is that emerging market 10-year yields have basically been flat. So what's the key points and the bottom line? First, emerging markets never had reserve currency status. So unlike developed markets, they never benefited from zero rates. And since rates have always been higher, borrowers in emerging markets have not had the same incentive to borrow as in the developed markets. Therefore, the balance sheet quality is strong. So the bottom line, unlike emerging markets, developed markets benefited from nearly free money. Woo. Remember, you can download this slide deck by just going to myworstinvestmentever.com and clicking on the button that says, get the PDF. I've got 126 pages of charts related to short-term, mid-term, and long-term government bond rates across the world. So let's wrap up by asking this question, what do you think? Has the Fed succeeded at quelling inflation or not? All right, listeners, that's a wrap on more research to help us create, grow, and protect our wealth. Remember, I'm on a mission to help 1 million people reduce risk in their lives. If you've not yet joined the mission, just go to myworstinvestmentever.com right now and join our weekly Become a Better Investor newsletter to reduce risk in your life and just go there and download the PDF. This is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stott, saying, I'll see you on the upside.